Welcome to Top Advisor Marketing, where you will learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your practice. Brought to you by Top Advisor Podcasting, a done-for-you podcasting solution built just for trusted advisors. And now, your co-hosts of Top Advisor Marketing, Kirk Lowe and Matt Halloran. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different. You know, Kirk and I spent an enormous amount of time together as, uh, you know, co-owners of Top Advisor Marketing, but I don't ever really get an opportunity to pick his brain about what's going on, where he's at, and what he's been learning recently because, you know, we're traveling at 8,000 miles an hour. So I'm going to take just a few minutes today to pick Kirk's brain and to show you inside the magnificent world of Kirk Lowe. Kirk, welcome to the show, man. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm setting you up, brother. We decided to let, well, we didn't decide, but Matt said he's going to add lids for stuff today. So that's what you get. Yeah, this is what you're going to get. All right. So question, question number one. So as, as the, one of the managing partners here at, at Top Advisor Marketing, what is the number one thing that you're hearing from people that you're talking to on the phone who are interested in our services? It's a good question. There's so much going on in marketing. Something I, I'd say that really struck me this week that I absolutely love is a quote from Seth Godin. Do you remember me sharing that? I do remember you sharing that, yeah. Do you remember what the quote said? Uh, you know what, I, I'm, I'm going to be able to get it here in two seconds, but yeah, it was like really transformative, wasn't it? It was really fabulous. So here's what the quote said. I'm going to paraphrase until I actually find the actual quote, but back in 2008, he said this, which is really important to remember. And it goes that content marketing is the only marketing left. I think that's the exact quote was content marketing is the only marketing you can do. So what I'm getting is I'm getting... We're having a lot of conversations with strategic partners, really successful advisors who are wanting to advocate for us with larger corporations or even in their RIA to get approval to allow people to start content marketing. So the industry, the top, I would say the top end of the industry is really starting, is is starting to realize that this fundamentally it has to be a pretty huge shift in how this industry approaches marketing. Well, I want to pause you there because let's talk about why. Why do you think that uh, that our industry specifically needs to make such a massive consciousness shift when it comes to how they market? Back in 2008, there was a study done by Quantibus Consulting. Quantibus? Yeah, I think so. And Uh, which was run by Stephanie Bogan, owned by Genworth, I believe. Since disbanded, if you will, but they they did some wonderful research. And I've quoted this before, not often, but practices who were doing under a million dollars of revenue attributed 75% of the revenue from referrals, from centers of influence, and uh, clients. Advisors who had over a million dollars in revenue in their practice attributed, could attribute 90% of the revenue from referrals. Right. 
And in 2016, Michael Kitts did a study and the numbers are flipped. In fact, it was, I didn't, when I was reading it, I was in, I was in disbelief mode, really. Mm -hmm. It's like, did you, did either of you doing the research lead people, you know, one way or the other, because they were extreme opposites. It was unbelievable to me. So I thought, okay, well, it's just, regardless of how good the research is, and I'm not beating up on either of those people, research is very difficult to get great data. Everybody knows that. That's why companies can manipulate data all the time to suit their whatever voice they want to have or whatever message they want to convey. Anyhow, but I said, well, regardless of that, there's a, obviously a huge shift here. These, these are so different. There's, there's, there's something here. I think that something is really consumers moving away from wanting to be sold to. Ask me about a LinkedIn story in a couple of minutes, but I forget because I have a wonderful thing that just happened last night today on LinkedIn, which I think is so poignant to what's going on. Okay. So there's a, there's a shift away from wanting to be sold to. I find it extremely annoying when I'm getting sold to. Uh, I think people are demeaning or belittling my intelligence, like, like as if they don't think. I've always had a strong affinity for, for not liking being sold to. You can sell to me, but you have to have earned it. And I guess that's, and so many people think they can sell to people without having earned the right to do that. Absolutely. Yeah, and, you... and that mindset's changing. I don't think a lot of people have really embraced that or really understand it. I think they're almost like oblivious to it, mm -hmm. particularly uh, hardcore salespeople. Mm -hmm. And I've met plenty of them, particularly in the annuity side of the business. I know there's a lot of annuity people that are kicking butt. I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, discuss a, a debate whether or not annuities are good or bad. I, I think like anything in the right circumstances, they can be wonderful and or bad. But um, I think there's, there's a shift to advice not being sold to. And I think that industry is going to have to take a long look. And we, we know from our experience that a lot of people in more of a sales, uh, taking more of a sales approach, this mindset's going to be even more difficult right. uh, to embrace. And I think that gives the planners an advantage going forward. I just don't think they're leveraging it yet because annuity sales are still happening at uh, you know, <clears throat> well, they are and, rates, right? And, and I want to hold on here. So, so the the uh, interesting part of all of this is even people who have had a very strong sales foundation, as the majority of how they're building their business using sales tactics and techniques, the products themselves are agnostic, right? You can still utilize this new content thing that Godin was talking about in order to do that, because. You have to be the person that they're going to go to in your area to find out what that product is. If you type in annuities and you don't have good SEO or if you don't have you know some of the other products or services that many people offer, including us, Ken Fisher's going to show up right away and talk about the evils of annuities, right? And there's a lot of misinformation out there, and we firmly believe that it's important for you to get ahead of that. Now, I want you to talk about this LinkedIn well, selling you need, source. You need to be your own news source. That's, That's one right. of the big things. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So, so what happened on LinkedIn? Say, say, 
Yeah. So, well, sales is the first big shift that's, that's happening away from us. The next one is because of that lead generation is different. And I had a great conversation with a guy yesterday who says he's getting a, a tremendous amount of leads using some Facebook campaign that's being run. He didn't want to really admit, I'm, I'm not saying he, it was validated that, or that he had to admit it, that, that this was going on, but I presume it was because I hear it often, which is I'm getting a lot of leads. I've written about it in my death by referrals paper, which is on our website and which is too many referrals is not good for your business for a whole bunch of reasons. But quickly, the first one is it's a lot of work for your staff. You're chasing people because they're not, they're not really engaged. They're not fans. They're skeptics. You know, I've heard that, heard us say that a lot recently. Skeptics are hard to gain their attention because they, they feel like they're, you're in sales mode, right? And they know it. So you've got to, you got to get their attention so you can get an appointment. Then you got to qualify them, which is a dance that nobody likes. Tell me anybody who, who I mean, there are people who love selling. It's like a game, but I'm, and, and, and it's good to be good at it. But anyway. So one of the big things about continuously getting referrals, and, and, and I want to talk about the qualification aspect of it, wouldn't it just be absolutely magnificent if all of your communication pre-qualified everybody already, and they opted in because they know that you, they are the ideal client? That's what content marketing does. That's the big shift, and that's the big change that people like the greatest marketer of our time, Seth Godin, is really talking about. Okay, Kirk, now you said a few minutes ago... Yeah, but that, that just kind of speaks to the, the, the other referral problem is that and you put the positive spin on it, but the other side of that is that it's a lot of work to get them up to speed, the sales cycle. So the sales cycle is going to be longer. It's going to be more arduous for you. So just imagine, like you said, take away that problem because people are already pre-sold. They're a fan when they come in because your marketing got them to that place in their mind. Yeah. And it's, wouldn't it be better if you didn't have to chase them and they were chasing you? right? They're calling you and you don't have to worry about that. That's a wonderful qualifier, like qualifying filter, right? I just keep listening to you're better and better. Like those are the kind of people you mostly want to work with. And the problem for, I think a lot of advisors is they're so busy chasing all these different types of clients. They're not even sure who. So anyway. Yeah. All right. LinkedIn. What happened on LinkedIn, dude? So I got a a note, a message. So I, I connected with somebody. They requested to, to connect with me. I said, yes, I don't mind that at all. If I look at your profile, I think you can be a value or I think I can be a value to what I know to you and vice versa. Uh, it's, it's, it's an easy yes. So his first thing was a, a leading question. As soon as he asked it, I knew where this was going. So the question was, First, hey, you know, Kirk, thanks for connecting. Next one was, would you mind if I ask you a question? Oh my gosh. So I replied, go for it. I want to have some fun. This was yesterday afternoon. Thanks, Kirk. Are you currently following any sort of fitness or nutrition system? Question mark. I said, no, are you? This is the reply. This is the reply. Well, that's why I reached out. I asked because I specialize in helping businessmen reach their fitness goals while working 40 plus hours at the office by coaching them through exercise and easy custom diets. I'm doing a 2020 case study and taking on five new clients to coach through a personalized program. 
I only take a handful so I can focus my time on helping them reach their goals. This is something you might be interested in. I'd be happy to go into more detail. If not, no worries. So I sent them back and I said, I said, I think it's my obligation in what I do to try to help people when I see them stumbling in their marketing in a very big way. There's not a chance that I'm going to do anything with this guy at this point because he did not earn to ask that. He had done nothing. It's a pure sales driven, a sales motivated thing. And I felt right away I knew where I was headed with the, do you mind if I ask you a question? Do, do you mind if I ask you a question? Wouldn't be so bad if the next thing that came out was so helpful, it would be unbelievable and there was no ask involved. Yeah, right? absolutely. You, can, you could do that and then somebody would be like, oh, they're gonna sell to me. And then all of a sudden you go, boom, you blow their mind with, you know, well, here's a paper I did on this and this. I just wanted to make sure it was right for you. I hope you have a wonderful week and uh, I look forward to chat again in the future. Something like that. Anyway, so I wrote back basically that, you know, does this, does the system work for you? You know, you've established no credibility or rapport with me and you're trying to sell me right away. I don't get it. You asked me a question, I answered, and now, and now you think it's okay to pitch. And that is a problem. That's a huge problem with social media, right? So this guy started talking about how, how important asking this question is because he doesn't want to waste my time. And I'm thinking it's exactly what you were doing. It was a total waste of time. So I wrote back again that I love that he's using social media, but he's asking me a leading question. He's totally trying to bring me down a rabbit hole by asking that leading question. It's too obvious. It screams sales. So I said, look, start doing some marketing and teach people and give them something first. Let them start the conversation because you made an impact on their world, right? With your expertise. And you don't have to ask a leading question or do any sales to get there. And most importantly, make them feel like you care more of educating them, making a quick sale. Mm -hmm. And none of that was obvious. But to me, I see this way too often on LinkedIn. And I know what happens is they get this lead gen company that says, here's a script. And I don't doubt that this is going to work from time to time. And that's why they're doing it. They're playing the masses and they're hoping somebody says yes. But who's going to say yes? Are they ideal? Just And, and this is... I guess maybe there's people who are just desperate and they're hoping that there's so much pain there that they don't care that they're being sold to. And, you know, maybe you could say that's good marketing and sales, but I think that stuff is, that's a dying. I don't think I know that's dying. Right. I, I know that that wouldn't work for us. Right. No way that would ever work for us. Well, maybe because this is fitness and diet, there's more emotional attachment to it. But I don't know about that because that's why everybody says, I'll, I'll fill your pipeline with prospects. I'll 10X your business. Well, you know, 10Xing your business would be great, but you need to be realistic about that. If you have an appropriate content marketing piece in place over the next 24 months, you could 10X your business. And just think about that. People are saying they can 10X your business in a ridiculous amount of time that you know in your heart of hearts is unrealistic. But if you actually have a marketing plan where you're going to, consistently cover stuff. So let's talk about the guy that you just, uh, that reached out to you. If you said, you know, Hey, can I ask you a question? And he, and he says, Hey, this is who, you know, this is who I work with. It's something really short. And then he said, Kirk, here are the five things that I recommend to all of my people who I work with. See if this works for you. And if it does, I would love to set up a call. That's a very different sorts of sort of thing there, right? When you talk about, oh, we have this paper on this website. And for those of you who haven't been on the Top Advisor Marketing website, please go, click on the blog, click on our resources page. There are 
there's like a hundred papers there that are free. We don't capture your crap. We just want to be able to help people be better marketers. Now, that's where we're going to pivot here, brother. So here's the next question. There's nothing wrong with capturing people. Well, no, email. no, there, there's not. But I'm just saying you have to be willing to give stuff up for free in order to start building that trust and relationship. Now, yeah, but we're, we're doing it with our with our podcast. So you, you can, you can, I just don't want people to be worried about having to have something where you, you get their email address, okay. right? Well, you're, hold, you're, hold you're, on. You're capturing. Well, I, and, I, and I'm also saying that because we're going to be capturing. Stuff well, you know, that's future. fine, but I don't know I about don't wanna, you, Mr. Yeah. Lowe, but I actually have three or four different email addresses that I put in there that I know I never check, right? Because, you know, unless I'm really engaged or really interested, I don't put a real email address in there. I'm going to go ahead and just put a fake email address I, in. I actually don't do that. Oh, I, I do. So anyway, uh, you you are you are truly a much better person than I am, and we know that. But I want to switch gears here because well, we don't have a lot of time. Wait, yeah, yeah, hold on, dude. Here we go. So here's the last question. We both have been going through a process that has been freaking unreal, and some of you might think it's interesting that Kirk and I, especially Kirk, would engage a marketing and branding company in order to really take a look at the stuff that we've done. Would you just take the, the last maybe five or six minutes of the podcast and talk about this experience of, of working with this company and yeah. as a brander, what you have learned and as a marketer, what you think has really stood out? Well, what you started off this call by asking me was what's changed. And I think outsourcing is, is, is picking up steam a lot. It's incredible. I mean, we're using it in our business a lot. We can't afford to hire during our growth phase here, certain types of roles as, as full time. We just, we don't have the resources and this, a lot of our listeners are, are in the same boat, right? But there's stuff we just, we're, we're not as good at as we are other things. Admittedly, setting up the systems for email nurture, we, we've done simple ones for our clients before. But this more sophisticated stuff that we're doing right now with the one we've hired is unbelievable. We're, 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 we're setting triggers and, and systems for processes and onboarding and all kinds of neat things, email and our, and our influencer academy that we were hoping to launch in July, which has passed us by because we're so busy, but we'll get it done in the fall. Uh, I promise you that. But there's a lot of things that you need to consider bringing other people on. And for us, we, I've been doing branding for a lot of years and I, I feel competent at it, that's for sure. But we're looking at taking our company and, and hitting another level. And Top Advisor Marketing has been a wonderful name for us. It's very obvious, but we want to be uh, bigger and better. And we're always looking to get better, just like hopefully you guys are, our listeners. And so we hired a company to do that. And we specifically looked for somebody who could help us turn what we're what who we want to be which is a cult brand and so a cult brand really what the, i think the real defining moment as we've learned from these guys is a company that doesn't have to advertise which is pretty interesting because this is a conversation we're having so what does that mean you don't have to advertise how often do you see a harley davidson ad i mean you see them but not like they they spend 85% of their marketing budget on existing clients. They're a, a wonderful cult brand. And they've done it by taking care of people, 
by giving a ton of quality and value that's they're all, they're all about the, the experience, the client experience, uh, wonderful things like that. So for us, we wanted to have, we want to start thinking about how we can do that in our business. We've got a long way to go, but the, the appetite is there, the passion's there to, to do this for, for, for our advisors and for our company and really our employees too, right? Because I think that we have really engaged a team who really care about each other, who care about doing really good work and who really want to do a great job for our clients. And so that's really important. But these, this, this branding experience, working with professionals is so much fun. It's just so easy. And you can experience what it's like to do a good job. And that's what you would, you would want your clients to feel like when they work with you, right? When they outsource their financial planning, their investment management, you know, their taxes, their, their legal affairs, whatever it is you're doing for them you want them to feel like have an amazing experience and working with the guys that we're working with. It's been an amazing experience. Anyway, one of them uh, helped author a book called fix uh, their, their company name. Uh, so his name is Rob Howard and he's been, uh, and his uh, friend Charles Blackwell have been so much fun to work with. And uh, we're going to, I, I probably presume Matt, you've asked me this because you are excited about letting everybody know we got some good stuff coming down the pipeline. Well, I mean, that's part of it. Really. It's a lot of it. And, and it's just when you know that you have hired the right person and, and I want everybody to understand that when you hire a marketing company, whether it's us or whether it's, you know, some of our good friends who market for financial advisors, or when you hire a branding company, you don't always hit a home run the first time you really need to kind of test the waters. And this is really important for the whole expertise economy. We had already tested the waters with Rob and his team because we read the book and you went to a conference last year, right? So we already did all of our research. So when we hired him and his team, we knew that they were going to be the right fit. That's their Yeah. And their conference shaped my mind yes. on, I want to call brand. That's right. And then, and then we got the, then we got the book and we get introduced to their, to their network. And it was like, these guys are insane. Like yeah. the, what these guys do is unbelievable. And guess what? When we're going through the branding process, it's been the same thing. And you guys, what we're, what we're coming out the other end with as far as a new brand for a company, it's unreal. Matt and I are just through the moon excited. I want to create something really big and wonderful for, for the world you know, be their own loud. And we're not going to give any way of the, the new no. terminology. Away, no, but, no. Yeah. Uh, and, and the talking be, points. Yeah. yeah. We're, 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 uh, we're, we're just kind of teasing everybody. We're keeping, a, we're keeping a lid on that. I don't know when it's going to be here, but 2021, I'm guessing. Yeah. Which is just around the corner. But, but the reason why I really wanted to bring it up and I'm going to kind of close out today's podcast, but the reason why I wanted to bring it up one is you need to do your due diligence. And part of doing your due diligence isn't just on investment management, financial planning, broker dealers, but your client, your ideal client is going to be doing the due diligence. Are you living in that area in the medium they prefer while they're there with customized content that is your thought leadership in an area that's accessible to them so they can get to know who you are. We are not a quick fix. I've said this many times before, so has Kirk. You don't hire top advisor marketing and think that you're going to get clients in the first six months. 
because it's momentum, right? But once you get that momentum, nine months, all of a sudden you got 12 months of podcasts in the can, you're consistently having the same messaging, you're doing a great job on social media, you are going to have the momentum needed that you can just start accepting new clients really easily because they're the ideal client because you're speaking directly to them. That's the goal. I know that financial services is hard. Kirk and I are both entrepreneurs, and you know what? It's, a, it's, it's really tough to start and grow your business. It's really tough when there's a lot of things outside of your control. We experience all of that, too. But the momentum that we've built over the last two and a half years has led to some pretty amazing opportunities that, honestly, we thought were going to happen. But now that they're happening, we, we were pretty surprised. And you can do the same thing. You just have to be patient. You have to have a plan. And you have to find somebody who knows and understands you. Not the college kid down the street who knows nothing about financial services or a company that's never worked in financial services. You need to have somebody who truly gets the ins and outs of this industry so that they can step in and be your voice. That's the thing, Kirk, that these guys, uh, Howard and, and, and Charles have done, Rob Howard and Charles have done, is they've, they've really been able to grab what you and I say and turn it into stuff that I could see myself saying for the next 10 years. All right, closing thoughts, and then we got to go. Hopefully this was an eye-opening podcast for you for Matt and I just kind of shooting the breeze over a, a virtual coffee here. And that's what the, the, the intention from Matt was, was just, let's just start chatting about what's going on in marketing. And, and those are the most, the biggest things. And you got to think about, think about what's going on in your world. How could this, could this change your world? This, this mindset shift. I'm not talking about working with us. I'm just talking about for yourself. Can you start creating content? If you can't start creating content because you don't feel like you have the expertise, then how are you going to get there? Are you going to partner with somebody? What, what can you do to, to create a business model that has tons of fans and very few skeptics? Mm -hmm. Leave the skeptics behind. And what would that mean for you? Just think about that. Why don't you start thinking and spending more and more time thinking about that? And that's really, I think, a, a wonderful parting thought, hopefully, for everybody. Absolutely. And Kirk said something to me earlier this week that was eye-opening for me personally, which is give yourself permission to market to who you want to market to. You don't have to market to everybody. You don't have to market to the people who you don't like. You don't have to market to a specific age demographic within a specific zip code. Market to exactly who you want to walk in your door with a smile on their face who are going to be happy clients that you like to see. All right, with that, if you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you click that subscribe now button below. That way, every time we come out with a new podcast, we'll show up directly on your listening device. And if you have any podcast topic ideas or guest ideas, please email me, Matt, at topadvisorm, that M is for marketing.com. So for Kirk Lowe and everybody here at Top Advisor Marketing, we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Are you ready to change the way you communicate with your clients? Are you tired of being the best kept secret in your area? Learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your business. Contact us today and see what the power of podcasting can do for your business. Click on the Contact Us link on our website at topadvisormarketing.com and set up a call to learn more. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook for more updates and information. This was brought to you by iris.xyz a platform helping financial professionals become better in business and life through new media and new voices. Visit them and learn more at iris.xyz.